So, hey guys, it's your favorite cat extraordinaire. It's been a while, and I'm doing something a little different. It's not a full episode of the podcast, but it's sort of a, a Masaki bite, if you will, like a bit, bit of an episode, uh, because I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind a little bit that I have um, actually discussed with myself, and I said to myself, you know what, it's something I really wanted to address. Um, as many of you know... Um, if you follow me on my other my social medias, um, one of my favorite recent animes that's been out for the last couple of years now um, has been um, Boku no Hero Academia or My Hero Academia. Um, I tell people if who have no interest in, or have never watched it before or never gotten an anime before, I basically tell them it's pretty much Sky High, the Disney Sky High movie with Kurt Russell, except it's an anime, basically. Um, if you've never seen it before... You should definitely watch it. If you have seen it before, you pretty much know the terminology that, I ha that I'll be using in a sense of it. So I would recommend you watch it to understand some of the terminology that I'm going to be speaking on this uh, little tidbit of an episode. Um, but I wanted to talk because I wanted to bring up about something that's been on my head about it. Um, many of you also know that um, I have been very open and vocal about the fact of my diagnosis as well as supportive of... Um, being uh, autistic, um, I am diagnosed with uh, Asperger syndrome, which is a form of autism on the spectrum, and I'm very vocal when it comes to autism. And I wanted to talk about the fact that many people out there have asked me about the fact that I have stated many times. Some people know this, some people don't. Um, I had a discussion with one of my friends, and I basically addressed to him the fact that. Um, one of my favorite characters on the show, I have only a few favorites on the show. You know, I, there's always going to be one that um, my crush is always going to be Momo Yaoyozuru, uh, if I'm even saying it right. She's my favorite crush. And I'm going to discuss about her on another situation topic, of course. But I wanted to discuss about actually the main character first. Um, Ozuku Midoriya, um, of course, our main hero of this series. So in the show, there are many moments, and this is only for people who are not familiar with the show, Azuku um, or Deku, whichever one you probably, of course, know him for, um, he has this trait that he does a lot that kind of reminded me of the fact that it's sort of an autistic moment. Um, there are many moments, and this is also speaking of experience, um, where you are in a scenario and you're in deep thought. And there are moments where you're so much in deep thought, you end up talking out loud in these thought processes. Like, if there was a moment that you asked me to fill out a mathematical question, I'll literally speak out loud to myself, talking about the question, explaining, planning things, putting things in order and stuff like that. And there are moments where I'll do that out loud without addressing it to specific somebody. And there are moments where people will literally be like, who are you talking to? Are you talking to somebody in particular? Are you talking to yourself? Are you talking to God? And I do that a lot. I've done that for years and I still do it even now because it's easy for me to process. It's not. It's a habit that some people will find weird. It's a habit that some people will find crazy. But for my comfort, it's actually something that I've done many times to make it easy for me to apply it to my head and remember. Sometimes I'll plan out the day 
in the morning by myself when I get up. Uh, my roommates are all gone for the day um, until later in the afternoon. I'm up in the morning and I plan out out loud what I'm going to do every day. Like I'll literally get up and I'll say to myself, so what, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and then 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 I have to remember this and this and this. I'll literally do that out loud. I've done this for almost 20, 30 years and I still do it. I've never addressed this with anyone, honestly. It's the honestly got truth. I've never exposed this or I've said this to anyone and only because it's an embarrassing thing. You don't want to be judged on that but i've gotten to a mature age now i'm almost i'm 37 now and i'm to a point now that i really don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck if people find it weird or that you have to understand this is part of my autistic situation and i've noticed and many people noticed and i've noticed more and more because of the media i've seen more people who are on the spectrum who have done this and I, that's when i realized and along with my therapy that this is a habit that's been done by many people who are on the spectrum. Another example in this is actually an episode of the Boondocks. It's an episode where Riley um, joins um, a, a pop uh, league basketball team. And one of the kids in that team who ends up uh, the rival of the team, actually, one of the kids who is a rival on the team that Riley is uh, playing against is an autistic boy. He's wearing goggles He's making points, he's shooting hoops, he's getting scores, and at the same time, he's also, at the same time, he's counting with his fingers, he's talking out loud, mumbling to himself, and then I realize he's autistic, because he does the same thing, and I do the same thing. Um, recently, I was watching My Hero, and I noticed Izuku does, does the same thing. If you notice in some of the episodes... He'll literally speak out loud on his quirk and talking about what he can do with the quirk, what his process of the quirk is and everything and certain things happening, planning out a move and uh, a physical combination move and certain things like that to the point that, you know, as a joke, they see people who are outside in his area asking like, who is Deku talking to? Who is Uzuku talking to? And then I point and then it dawned upon me that Uzuku is autistic. That's what drove me to realize that's what made me like Azuku. Azuku's mannerisms is something that I never thought I would see in an anime. Because honestly, representation is very important, whether it's gender or race. But mental illness, mental disabilities, mental health is rarely seen in a medium. I've been, there have been many moments in television and film that mental health has been represented misrepresented um many of you know about the singer sia's movie uh music it was given flack reviews because of the fact that it was misrepresenting people with mental health the main character is supposed to be an autistic girl who um is played by um an actress slash dancer named i believe name is mandy rogers who is non-autistic yet she's playing an autistic child and None of the appropriate people she Sia went to for representation of that autism was ever done right. And it was given flack reviews to the point that many organizations of mental health of autism were basically ridiculing her 
for that, that she had to make the public apology in a sense of it. But at one point she was defending her actions and it was just really bad, really, really bad. And I love Sia, I love her music. I just feel bad that she had to use that representation that was just wrong. At one point she had stated she tried to use an autistic person of uh, in the spectrum to do the performance and they just couldn't do it. And the problem is, is there's a reason why it's called, the people use the term spectrum. It's a way of saying like different levels of people. There are some people who are high functioning with autism and then there are people who are low functioning and need a lot of help with autism. I'm somewhat in the mid range of and closer to high functioning. Um, I could still do a lot of certain capabilities, but I still lack in a lot of it. So that's why when it comes to the, um, the spectrum, it's very important. Um, then, of course, a lot of times people have asked me my opinions about certain shows and programs that have had people with characters who are autistic. Like, for example, um, The Good Doctor. I know a lot of people love The Good Doctor with um, Freddie Highmore, who plays uh, the main character who's uh, autistic. Unfortunately, I don't. I respectfully do not like the show. I feel that as a medical show, no different than Grey's Anatomy or ER, it's fine. The medical stories and the stuff in the show is fine, but it doesn't revolve around Freddie Highmore's character. His character is the only thing I don't like, even though his character is the main character of the show. Um, it's about more of his life as a doctor with uh, the diagnosis of having high-functioning autism. And that's the problem. His interpretation of an autistic doctor is something that's impossible. There is a possibility that there could be an autistic person on the spectrum who has had medical experience like Freddie's character, but the way his performance is with the autism is wrong. And it's been, I feel it's misinterpreted. And Freddie is not an autistic person either. So, unfortunately, that's my only feel about that. And I probably will be the only person who will be on that mountain of disapproval on that sense of it. And I, I, I feel bad. A lot of people still adore the show and adore it, despite the fact that it's not in the best representation to me. But I will take that to the grave with me. Um... I will say there is one show, I believe, that did somewhat accurate on that representation. Um, and that's only because of, well, they didn't do a good job with the mate, with the character, but they did do something that was a little bit better. And I believe the show is called Atypical on, excuse me, on Netflix. And it's a show, I believe Michael Rappaport is in it. And it's about a boy who's dealing with love and high school situations. And he's diagnosed also with autism. While his performance is somewhat questionable, being diagnosed with autism, the characters, the other characters in the show, they actually have casted real people on the spectrum to play some of his characters. Because in some of the episodes, he goes through a group therapy with other kids in high school who are on the spectrum. The kids who play uh, his uh, uh, classmates who are on the spectrum are actually on the spectrum. They actually casted real autistic kids that I give them appreciation for it because that's that was a good thing they did that with and not a lot of people give them credit for that so that's one thing I'm happy about when it comes to at least that show did that range of it that it doesn't get a lot of appreciation and I'm happy that um but aside from those shows in the sense of it 
not a lot is talked about in the animated situation. The first time that I seen an animation that actually talked about of someone on the spectrum is um, a spark short on Disney Plus from Disney and Pixar called Loop. And it actually features a character, an animated character, who is on the spectrum. And it was actually played by a real-life girl who is also on the spectrum, who plays her voice. And that was a great job they did that. I'm so mad that they, that animated short doesn't get a lot of appreciation. Not only is she a person on the spectrum, she's also a person of color on the spectrum. And that doesn't get talked about a lot either. And I'll eventually talk about that sometime in the future on my uh, podcast as well, because I feel like that's one thing that doesn't get represented a lot. Black people or people of color and mental health. We talk about people of color in the LGBT community to like 50, 20, 30% wise. We talk a lot more about people of race. We talk a lot about, but we barely talk about people in the LGBTQ community of color. We rarely do. And like 20, 30%, but it's, we barely talk about anybody with mental health except to certain stances of depression and anxiety. But we don't talk about people who are diagnosed with autism uh, of color. I've rarely even seen a person of color in representation on television and film. There's never been a person of color I've seen who is on the spectrum at all. Except one kid who was a person of color, literally on the Atypical show from Netflix. That's it. Other than him being cast and supported, there's no people of color on the spectrum that have been represented in television. And it's very heartbreaking for me. I don't see that representation in me. I don't see a lot of people in the LGBTQ community, plus community, who are on the spectrum as well. One of my close friends, uh, Kieran Strange, uh, they are also on the spectrum, but they are a person in the LGBT community because, because they are uh, gender fluid. Um, and yet there's no representation of them in mental health. They are also autistic, but they are also on the spectrum and they've not been talked about ever in that sense of it. And it's one thing that I've wondered for moments every single time, every year I've wondered, why is no one talking about anyone talking about people of color and people in the LGBTQ community who are on the spectrum. Why is that not a thing? Why? We can talk about people of color in the LGBTQ community, but we never talk about people in the LGBTQ community on the spectrum and people of color on the spectrum. But we can talk about race and gender only or each other, race and gender together, but we don't talk about mental health. Mental health is an important thing in the sense of it. There are many suicide and deaths that's happened every year, every day, every month by people because of mental health. Self-inflictions and suicide that's happened every day that can happen. It's a constant situation from the ages between 16, 17 to the ages of 40, 50. And no one talks about it ever. And it's the one thing that just has me to a point that it's um, very disappointing. So... Um, at the same time, um, I feel like in the animation world, in medium, it's just, um, not much talked about ever. It's rarely happens in the animation world. So, but, um, 
the moment I realized that I saw it in My Hero Academia, it was it's surprising on that sense. So what I want to end this for is I wanted to ask you guys about that. If there's ever been any examples in the animated medium on mental health spectrum. So let me know. Let me know on the comments. Let me know on my social media, on Twitter and on Instagram, because I'm going to post this as well on those as well. And let me know. And then I want to have a full discussion on a full episode. So hopefully you guys will know more about that. And we can discuss more about that as well in a future episode. So um, I wanted to get back on uh, this podcast again on this episode because I also wanted to talk about something else that I um, realized that I didn't mention about the sense of it. And it's been bugging me for a while. Um, I noticed something about the fact that um, when it comes to demographic sense of it, um, I love the, I do love the fact that over the last year and a half, we've been getting a lot of support from some of, uh, I mean, when I say we, I'm talking about me as a black man, I have been getting a lot of support from our, from people who are outside of our race, who have been supportive of us because of the recent situations that's happened, um, from presidential uh, related situations to uh, um, you know recent incidents that's happened that relates to police uh, misconduct uh, and vandalism and uh, brutality police, uh, brutality by police on innocent African Americans um, the deaths of uh, African American victims from people such as George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor we've gotten more people who have been supportive of us in a sense of it. And it's been up front to the point of blower people of color have been given more opportunities in a sense of it with jobbings and such. Like for example, and I didn't mention this in the beginning of the, um, of the podcast, the fact that there have been several actors and actresses in voiceover careers who have been stepping, who have uh, uh, voluntarily have resigned from playing uh, roles of people of color. Um, some of you may remember probably hearing in the news of the fact that um, comedian actress Jenna Slate stepped down to playing Missy, a biracial character on the Netflix ad adult animated series Big Mouth. And she has been replaced with a woman of color, an actress of color. Um, also, for example, um, Seth MacFarlane's animated series Family Guy. Um, Mike Smith, a white Caucasian actor and writer has been known to play the voice of Cleveland Brown, a character who is pretty much a, who is pretty much a character of color, a black cartoon character, and he has resigned from playing the character out of respect of our community, and instead has been replaced with an actor who actually is famous um, for uh, doing an impersonation of Cleveland Brown on YouTube, um, an actor who goes by the YouTube name Azurus. Azuras has been famous for doing voice work. He's done many voices. In fact, some of them he's been known for doing is the voice of Cleveland Brown uh, as well, early in his career. Um, which, again, to me, that's great. Um, I've also seen the addition of African-American voice actors in general being hired and casted in anime. Um, there have been a few animes that have African-Americans being... Uh, uh, portraying characters in anime as well 
Um, while there are not a lot of African-American characters in anime recently, with the exception of, um, for example, the recent Netflix anime Yasusuke, Yasusuke, I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, so I apologize, um, which is from Flying Lotus and uh, LaShawn Thomas, um, good friend of mine that I met online years ago, who also was responsible for an anime that he created himself called Cannon Busters. Um, uh, LaShawn has um, created this uh, series that features characters of color, uh, a character of particular of color in anime, which is also based on an actual person, the first African Japanese samurai, um, uh, uh, which um, adds a little bit more mythical stuff into it. Excuse me. Um, but one thing I've noticed also is the lacking of support system when it comes to African Americans in both the mental health community and to some extent in the LGBTQ community. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some African Americans who have been who are homosexual, who have been who have been represented to some extent, but to a certain level or a certain part of it, um, black gay men, uh, black gay women have been represented, but we don't see a lot of support for the transgender men and women. We don't see a lot of support from the drag queens in the community sense of it. Perfect example, Karamo Brown. I've rarely heard about him except outside of anything BET related. I first known about him back in 2004 when, um, when I first heard of the real world and when he first came out in his early career, in his career, before he became, you know, the influencer he is today, um, especially with the uh, Fab Five and Queer Eye. I never knew about him until then, but not many people talk about him in the black community of some cases I like in cases like in certain network in some cases except outside of that which is disappointing personally for me I see I see that um, or like unless it's reality show based related um, you know like actors like Billy Porter and such of it I don't see that much of it except like in Broadway or in television senses of body Hell, like I didn't know anything about RuPaul until outside of the case of it would come in, when it came to drag queen stuff about till younger in my years. RuPaul was my introduction to knowing about drag queen. I see, like I said, people, actors and actresses like Billy Porter and like Q Wright, and they, I've seen it now to some extent. Now, if only we had more of that representation, or not representation, but more of. Um, uh, the sense of African Americans in mental health. Now, I've already stated about this early in the episode. I've stated about why it's not represented perfectly in film and television and animation and gaming and such. We don't see that often represented. We don't. We don't see it at all. And I don't need to go through all that early as I did earlier in the episode, trying to make sure I don't reiterate myself on that. But it's true, we don't get to see that a lot in Hollywood sense of it either. Um, 
as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I mentioned about the Mia, the, the Sia movie. Like, even on that level, why is there no African-American male in um, of mental health in Hollywood? Why is there no female, African-American African female with mental health in film and television? Again, not trying to reiterate myself on that. It's just, also, why don't we see that being respectfully pushed into the narrative in our own community for both of those things why and i believe it is because of masculinity in the in the black community when you really think about it and i personally believe this and it's nothing against my race but i feel like our race unless you're strong straight black men and women to some extent that's the more populous opinion of things outside of anything else. There's a certain percentage of people who will respect uh, African Americans in the LGBTQ community, but it's like 30 to 20%, I feel like. That's my roundage, my estimate. I don't want you to go off of that. I'm, that's my, from what I've seen. I could be completely wrong, but that number is even lower for the mental health community. Why is there no African American actor or filmmaker who has uh, ever pushed a narrative about African Americans uh, who have mental health in that sense of it? Why are we not talking about that? I may have not mentioned this before, but a perfect example of what I'm talking about is there's a Netflix show called Love on a Spectrum. It's an Australian TV show that Netflix airs. And none of the characters in the show, it's about a few men and women who are on the spectrum of autism who are trying to find love. However, none of these people are of color descent. None of them are color or indigenous. There is a half Caucasian, half Asian Australian boy on the show, but that's as close to someone of um, diversity in the show. But you rarely, you barely can see it. Other than that, you don't really see representation. And there are black Australians. Let me make this very clear. There are some black Australians. There are African Australians. They do exist. Australia is not all just a complete blonde color. It's the same thing with Ireland. Many Irelands and Scottish have told me and that I've met, that I've known, because for those who don't know, I've met people from all around the world when I lived in Florida for two years. So I've met most cultures. They've told me there are people of color who live in their country. There are Irish and Scotsmen who've told me there are black Irish and Scotsmen who figure. It's weird, but they don't show the narrative on that. You know why? Because nobody has a market for it or something. They don't think it's gonna have that attention when you don't honestly know that. There are black Swiss, there are black, I'm pretty sure there are, there's, there are black uh, Norwegians, black Germans. I'm pretty sure of it. Whether they're adopted or in, or birthright, they are some of color in every other country. They're very rare. They're very small in numbers in the sense of it, but they do exist. Just like there's there are black Brits, African Brits. It's only because the fact of, in the case of black African Brits, because of the narrative on the sense of it, they exist. 
Otherwise, we wouldn't know people such as actors, just as such as Stanley Newton and Idris Elba, who exist. We wouldn't have known of their existence in that sense of it. Why? Because at the time of the narrative of it. But it's been since early years on that sense. That's the only reason why. And then it's that same situation. So if there's countries, and of course we know there are mixed races out there. There are Latino blacks, Afro, Afro-Latinos, there are Afro-Cubans, there are Afro-Nigerians, there are Egyptians, of course there are Blasians, African-American, African-Asians, whether they're black Japanese, black uh, Chinese, but they do exist, black Hispanics. So they do exist. They, they're rare, but they do exist. But no one pushes the narrative on those in, the, in that sense of it. And I don't understand why that is. That same thing could be said for black mental health people. They do exist. Every time I watch a show or a movie or I watch the news, I see most of the people of mental health represented of white people, white Caucasians. And it's even worse that none of the black people in my community, none of my fellow black people in my community even talk about those people of autism. I've not met a lot of autistic people even in my schools, let alone I've seen them represented on television and, and film or even in the news. Do you know how rare it is I could find a black autistic person, an African-American autistic person? I've seen a few Asian autisms, autistic Asians. I've seen mostly, of course, but I've mostly seen, I mean, hell, I don't think I've even seen a Hispanic autistic person. You wanna know the only time I've seen an autistic person of even color, not even black, but just of color. Uh, an actress who was on a Disney Pixar short. On Disney Plus, there's a short called Loop. And it's about uh, this black boy who is at camp and he's paired off with a black autistic girl. Now, the actress who plays her is not, I don't think she's an autistic, I don't think she's black autistic, but she is an autistic girl of color. But the character is black autistic. It's the only time it's been represented on the film in sense of it. And yet people have not known about this movie, I don't think. I don't think anybody knew about this movie. I don't think anybody still knows about this movie. It breaks my heart to know that the representation of black people in autism has not been pushed narrative. Going back to the Netflix Spectrum Love series, I watched that and Autism and Love. Not one black person is autistic on that show, on either of those. And I'm like, black people deserve to have love. Why do, why do people think we don't? Why is it that there's no option for black people to be in love? How is that not a narrative? How? If black, if, if there are black people in the LGBTQ community who can love who they love, there should be that same narrative for black people with mental health. Doesn't matter what spectrum they're on, no matter what level of spectrum they're on, they should deserve that too. If there's black people who have uh, other mental health issues in the sense of it. Hell, I don't think I've ever met a, per a black person with, I. you know what? To some extent, I can say there are black people with mental health that probably exist, but there's rarely any black autistic people. That's what I'll say.
That's the honest to God truth. I feel like I'm the only black autistic person that ex that's in this existence sense of it. And it's disappointing for me to see that when it comes to that representation. I don't see it in film and television, let alone I see it, I don't see it in the news or even in our culture. There's no group for black autistic people. Why is that? Why is it that we don't see that? There are two women I'm friends with, both white, who are also on the spectrum. And I've told them both that same thing. How is it that black people who have autism don't exist? Now, I've told people before, I don't mind being a unicorn. My name, my abilities, my thoughts, my opinions of things, I'm that fucking rare. And I have no problem with that. I'm proud of that, I am. But it's hard to be a unicorn in a pasture and not have anyone to be friends with or to mental with or to have connections with. It's hard to be that. And for me, it feels like, excuse me, it feels like that's always been the constant situation I've dealt with for the last 30 something years. Because honestly, and I've said this, reiterated this to many of my close friends before, I found out about my autism before even autism was even talked about at all in the media or on, on in the world. I felt like I was one of the first few people that was considered autistic before it even became, before autism became a thing. And I don't mean to sound like some goddamn hipster, but it's the truth. When I was diagnosed with autism, no one talked about it, nobody. People say it was a myth. Now, the most times I hear, the, sometimes I've hear, the most ridiculous thing I've heard from people is the whole myth of autism can be genetically, can be created through vaccinations in your DNA. Apparently people feel that's a real thing, which is really fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I don't need to give you the data, but I'm just gonna tell you personally I didn't get autism from a fucking vaccination. I got it genetically. I got it genetically. My father, I believe, has it. My father's brother, one of my father's, my father's father probably had it. My father's father, father had it probably. I probably got it genetically. My mom always told me that she always saw signs of my father's autism in the sense of it when she was living, when she was in a relationship with him. My parents are divorced, by the way. Um, but when they were together, my mom felt that was the case with my dad when it came to um, responsibilities. My mom would handle the financial situations and stuff. My father would only worry about certain stuff when he got older. And I think the only time that I've seen him be responsible in the case of it was when he was in his 30s. And that was probably when I was younger. And the weird thing is, is now that I'm in my 30s, my mid-30s, I sort of now know how to be responsible on, on some cases of it. I've come a long way in my autism, I have. And I wish I, some way, I wish there was a way I could show people of color who have autism and spectrum to know they're not alone. That's the one thing I wish for. And some way, somehow, I will prove and show that to people that they, that they exist. 
everyone deserves to have something represented by them and not outside of who they are. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having representation by of somebody based on different, not just from one thing or the other. There are men who are inspired by women. There are women who were inspired by men. That's fine too. And I know there are some people who say, you know what? It was this person of another of another race who was inspired mine, me. They weren't the same race as me. They weren't the same gender as me. But they they represented me, and I sensed it. But there are a small amount of people I know. There's always that small amount of percentage of people who say I want to be represented exactly like I am, like I'm looking in a mirror. And I want that. I want to see a black autistic person, whether in a film, television, in the news, in the media, in government, whatever to be represented respectfully in a sense of saying, so that way I can see them and say, that could be me. We only see that from a racial perspective and gender's perspective, but we don't see it further than that. Not at least in the mental health perspective of it. We see it in religion. We see it in gender sense of the LGBTQ, but we don't see it for mental health, especially autism. We don't. I can honestly tell you there's a black woman a black gay woman who sees a black gay woman represented in, uh, on, in front of her, she can look up to. Same thing for a black gay man. An Asian woman, Asian man. A Hispanic woman, a Hispanic man. They can see themselves in certain levels and themselves up there. But when it comes to a black man or a black woman with autism and mental health, you don't see that. The closest we have now is black men and women who have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety which I don't really attribute as mental health now I'm not saying that's not mental health I'm just saying personally for me I don't really consider that mental health because it's become more of an open aspect for a lot of people a lot of people have been admitting to having depression a lot of people have opened up in the sense of having anxiety my mother has depression and anxiety I think I get it from her but not everybody can say they have autism let alone Asperger's. Not many can. And that small amount of people, including myself, want that representation. Because if we, can, if we don't even get a representation all the way for us on film and television right, then what do you think we are when it comes to being represented in the small setting of things when it comes to race or gender? We see white men and white women who are autistic all the time on television and film. Whether it's a movie from Sia or The Good Doctor with Freddie Highmore, we see that. But what about black men and women who are autistic? We are not, we are not an endangered species. We are not a figment of the world's imagination. We exist. And when I say we, I say me, Represent, me not representing, but me speaking as a person of color with autism. Black men with autism exist. Black women with autism exist. And it needs to be put in the forefront. It's, I'm not saying it needs to be over the others, but we should be included. Because if they, everything else is getting included, we should be as well. And if I have to be the first person to speak out on that sense of it as a black man with autism, I am willing to be that. I want people to see example of it. I'm gonna leave you the end of this podcast with one last story. 
and I may have mentioned it in an episode of my videos, or I might have mentioned it in an episode of my podcast, but I'm hoping I didn't. One day, a couple years, five, about five years ago, when we moved back from Arizona, um, my mom took in a girl named Cordasia, who was the stepdaughter of my mother's cousin. She took her in like her own daughter. Fictive kin, if you will. I looked at her like a sister, because while I had three adoptive sisters I was raised with, none of them really had a really good relationship with me. But Deja does, and she still does. Um, Deja, unfortunately, had a situation where she was in the hospital, and she, we had to take her to the ER. It was quite a scare for us, but she's okay. At one point, I was out in the waiting room, because I was taking care of a few business of things. My mother, on the way home, my mom talks to me and tells me, a nurse came and saw me. And he recognized me, apparently. And he said, I, and he told my mother that apparently he knew, well, I take that back. It wasn't that part of the story. I'm, I'm, it's been a while since I told the story, so I'm sorry. So what happened was, is this man was talking about his, this nurse was talking to her um, about his daughter, this male nurse, and he was talking to her. And at one point, he was bringing up the fact that she was autistic. And she apparently told him, you know, because my mom, I guess, was talking to the nurse about something about her going back to school and such. And he mentioned the fact his daughter wanted to go back to school, but he didn't know if she should because she is autistic. And my mother mentioned to him apparently that I was autistic and I went to and I was attending school at U at the at the same university, because the hospital that we went to is also uh, doubles as a medical center university for the school, the college university that's in our uh, town city. Um, so it's sort of like a MC um, medical college of the city in a way. Um, she mentions to the nurse that my son, me. Uh, went to uh, college, did three years, which I did. I did three years at my university before I uh, left. And he's, and yet she told him that I also have autism. And he said, he asked her apparently, what did you tell your son to convince you to do it? And she said that he wanted to do it. He asked him, so she told me, she told him that I wanted to go the college of assessment and apparently he uh, asked what would I have said to his daughter and my mother knowing who I am said that he would have told her to do it to pursue going to college because you shouldn't let a disability a mental disability a mental health condition ruin an opportunity of what you can do Looking back now, in my mid-30s, I've achieved a lot of things that many people in my spectrum wouldn't be able to producely do. I went to Florida. I worked and lived in Florida for two years. Worked for Walt Disney, the park, the theme park in Walt Disney World, for two years. Able to pay my own bills, be responsible, pay for my own groceries, knew my transportation back and forth, went out and had fun, socialized with friends, even though that was the only challenge I had and came back. I attended a college for three years. Even though I didn't graduate, I did three years of college. 
and achieved a little bit more than most people would. I graduated from high school and junior high at least. Again, I always bring up the fact that the people ask me why is it that I didn't finish college? Because it wasn't for my career in a sense of it. Because most of everything I wanted to do in my career was more in a function of what I could achieve. Now, I can always go back to college. There are a lot of elders who've gone back to college to finish out their years of it. So there's no stopping me on that other than money. But aside from that, I've always mentioned the fact that Kanye said it best. College is a choice, but high school is a necessity. I never forgot those words. That was the words he said when he propped the college dropout because a lot of people said, well, if he's dropping out of college, then he don't need to do much in a sense of it. But that's not true. He probably did drop out of college, but he still had had an academic sense background because of his mother. His mother being a college professor. I believe she taught in a, in a Chicago uh, Ivy Leagues college. I don't remember. I, I, I can't really specifically say. So... I've been able to long and endowed a seven-year, eight-year career in my photog in photography, studio photography, for eight years, and maintain a business in that sense of it. I've been able to pay off bills and be responsible in money and financial situations with four other, three other people who live with me, three other adults, non-related to me, my head, while also helping financially with my mom in her situation. I was able to help, be productive helping my mom mm -hmm. while her medical situations on both here in Toledo and in Arizona. I was able twice, more than once to travel from here to Chicago and to Cleveland and back for the most four or five years. I've done a lot that most people would honestly say is impossible for someone in my pretension to do. But you know why I do it? Because nobody else has represented me in doing it. Not saying that the moment that there's a black autistic man who's 30 something years old uh, does it and people know about it that I'll stop doing it, no. But the fact that you don't see many people who are capable to do capable of doing what I do and they can't find me until they know who I am in that sense of it is the surprise of it so to make it clear I'm doing it because nobody else has said to do it and I only hope whether I'm here or I'm gone that my people my black community my fellow brothers and sisters will start opening up more for my diversity of my culture sense of it, which is the men and black, black men and women with autism, no matter what spectrum I'm on. And I only hope that it leads to more representation of my culture and my representation of who I am and my demographic on film and television and music and more. And that's another achievement I've done. I was able to produce, record, write music on my own without the assistance of anyone else. It may not be the best quality in my stuff, but I was still able to do it, which most people can't. Because to this day, people are still shocked of the fact that, Raffina, you put out music and you wrote it. Most people can't do that when they're autism. You are able to take pictures and do it beautifully well, no matter what they're shooting. 
and you're able to do that. And not many people can do that either. Because if I don't do it, I don't think anybody else will until that's changed. And I hope that changes sooner than later. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to wrap it up for today's episode. I know it's been such a long time that I've not done an episode on my podcast, but I'm so nervous sometimes to do these episodes by myself because it's usually easier to have a conversation with somebody else as a co-host, but it seems like more and more I should be doing them myself so that people will just still understand and listen to the point that it gets to that point of um, people start noticing. So, and I'm not giving up on this podcast. I'm not. I went, I went through two moments in making a podcast that it didn't go well, and yet I have yet to make it to the better situation that I am now. And I have yet to go further than I am right now. And I will not lose that this time. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy, or I hope you have learned something in the sense of it with this episode. Um, for those out there new in the sense of it, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you want to converse with me in more of my stuff in my sense of it, make sure you follow me on all my social media, which all of it should be Yokumasaki with the exception of Instagram and Facebook, which is Jirai Media, or my website, Jirai Media, for all your photography needs. Um, also, I have launched my TikTok, which is also Yokumasaki. Um, mostly will be conversations about small things on me and random comedy stuff, if I'm ever joking, and also promoting my photography as well. So make sure you follow me on there if you want to see that as well. Um, with that being said, I'm hoping that next time, uh, next episode won't be longer than this one because it's almost been almost three or four months since the last episode I done of the Yokubasaki show, and I promise I won't do that again, even if I have to do it myself. I assure you, there will be more in this discussion. So, with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. As always, this has been your caddy extraordinaire saying thank you. Have a blessed night and later days.